Welcome to the Onto Something podcast. My name is Zane Witcher. I don't know about you, but one of the most rewarding phrases that I'm able to say in life is, I think I'm on to something. And that's our mission of this podcast. We hope on the Onto Something podcast, you find what you're onto in your faith, in your relationships, and in your contribution to the world. So without further ado, let's talk about your contribution to the world in episode number 43. Kids have a way of wrecking us, don't they? They have a way of revealing our blind spots to the world and then stating them out loud in all caps for everyone to hear. One of my friends told me a story about a game that she plays with her six-year-old. Every day on their way home from school, her daughter picks a letter of the alphabet and a word that corresponds with the letter. And then the exercise is meant for her mom to help her learn the meaning or definition of different words. So with this little game, what she didn't know is that it would actually wreck her understanding of some words. Having to define words that you had assumed for a lot of years in your life can be a jarring experience. And if many of us had to guess, we'd probably guess that the letter X or Q got her with whatever word her daughter came up with for those. But it wasn't either of those letters. The beginning letter of the word that got her was I. Why would starting with I trip her up? Here was the word. Ignorance. As her daughter asked the meaning of the word ignorance, she kind of stumbled through a definition while realizing a really haunting fact about trying to define the word ignorance. She couldn't explain ignorance without reaching for a negative connotation. The mental sorting of words like stupid and short-sighted and dumb left her with very few words to work with in describing this word neutrally. And that's when the realization about the word ignorance came over her. Our definition of ignorance is tainted. It's no longer a word describing lack of awareness. It's actually a label. It's a dismissive label as that. And it's a state of being our world doesn't give us permission to have anymore. And as I reflected on her story, I started to realize we don't give ourselves permission to be ignorant. We hide our ignorance these days. We nonchalantly Google something when we don't know. We nod unknowingly in conversation. We fake it till we make it. Or worse, we surround ourselves with people so similar to us that we'll never run into situations where we have to admit that we're ignorant on something. And all the while, we lose something. Each time we hide or don't disclose our ignorance, we miss an opportunity for one thing, and that one thing is transformation. We lose the gift that awareness brings to us when we unwrap it. And we don't know it, but it's a gift to know that we don't know things. We've lost the process of awareness. And I want us to get back. So here's the step that I have for you today of how I believe we get back in that process of ignorance and awareness. One of my favorite heroes, Rich Velotis, he's a writer of immense wisdom, has a phrase that will do us all some good to chew on it and process 
in becoming comfortable with the word ignorance. Here's the principle in one simple sentence. Our level of offendability often reveals our level of maturity. Let me give it to you again. Our level of offendability often reveals our level of maturity. Becoming aware of this principle is how we begin to learn how to be comfortable in the areas that we're simply just ignorant in life. Coming to know that we don't know something takes maturity. And by maturity, what Rich would mean is he means our ability to differentiate our ideas about something from our ideas about ourselves. Not being able to separate the two leads us to becoming offended. We choose to be offended when we cannot separate those two. A state of offensiveness is a posture that welcomes defensiveness. And when we become defensive, we tend to not get anywhere in knowing anything new. I mean, think about it. Think about the last time you were embarrassed in a social setting. What was your first instinct if you didn't choose fight or flight? Or as one of my friends has gotten really fond of saying, when you decide to choose violence throughout your day, which I don't get where that, it's probably coming from TikTok, but it definitely ain't Christian. But we tend to deflect, we explain, we attempt to defend, and we reframe when we get in situations where we say something that reveals we don't know something. And why? Because we won't let maturity take the driver's seat. Instead, we let our emotions towards being ignorant about something be tied with how we feel about ourselves or how others feel about us. But here's the key to the door of ignorance that will open it. When we step outside of ourselves and learn what we don't know or we didn't know when it comes to ourselves, we open our hearts to true transformation. It's in these moments that the Spirit of God can help us connect what we now know in our heads to also be true in our hearts. But to brave knowing what we don't know takes maturity. It takes humility. It's a willingness to internally be uncomfortable with ourselves. It's a willingness to go wading into the side of the pool in which you cannot have your feet touch as you wade in it. To be offended is a choice, and it's usually a choice that clouds our vision to see the world in a different way that we can't see on our own. It takes mature work to not let our ego get wrapped up in interpreting information that we do not know. And other than it being the right thing to do, what should motivate us to enter into ignorance with maturity is that it not only helps you, but it helps other people around you. Now, let me give you an example that can kind of help bring this home. I remember when I first heard about the study, the correlation still knocked me off my feet. I learned a simple principle from Dr. Corey Edwards, who was informing people of a trend that she found in churches. Now, the topic was race, specifically multi-ethnic churches. She spent countless hours looking into the healthiness that developed communities of faith that contained a diversity of ethnicities in one faith community. Communities that were truly diverse in their background and action, not just appearance. Her driving question was this, what's the most important element of a community of faith becoming multi-ethnic? And the answer 
her conclusion. Two words. White people. I still remember being a little shocked at the answer, perplexed at it. I kind of thought, isn't that what we're trying to move away from? And here's what she meant. The number one factor leading a community to either flourishing or shriveling up is ethnic diversity wasn't based on comfortability of the people of color in the group. It wasn't about information. It wasn't even about setting. It all depended on those in the faith community who were white. Why? In her research, she found that churches will only become as multi-ethnic as the acceptance of ignorance of those in the community who are white. She found a consistent correlation between the two. Time and time again, the difference was based on how willing white members in a faith community were willing to be uncomfortable and confess ignorance in the needs of the community. When white people weren't willing to be uncomfortable, when white people were defensive, when white people got up from the table, everyone else would also feel a sense to get up from the table. When white people's ability to listen decreased, so did the productivity and rate in which the community experienced true diversity. And the simple fact is this, when we're not mature enough to learn beyond our own experiences, especially when we're in the majority culture, we don't create spaces geared towards others who have different experiences. Another way to say it universally would be like this. When we don't practice maturity, we can't even begin to know what we don't even know that we don't know. Yeah, try tuning on that one for a while. Took a while to write. Why is it important for Christians to gather around a blood-stained table to celebrate the one who guarantees us all true transformation? Well, at that table, it's honoring the one who bears all of our experiences and not only relates to them, but heals them. And we have a chance to encounter this transformation by the God that Jesus knows. So please don't forget this. Every minute you walk on the planet, there's potential for you to experience transformation. I need you I need you to see this. An identity in Jesus means you don't have to have your identity wrapped up in what you know or don't know. Awareness of Jesus means you are empowered to finally be aware of others and be okay with the in-between space. I heard that the amount of content that we take in in one week is equivalent to the amount of content our great-grandfathers took in during a whole lifetime. And still none of us can know it all. We all come from one region, maybe a few cultures. None of us are born transcending our upbringing, the best parts and the hardest parts. We all have something to learn. So we might as well live in a posture that actually allows God to usher awareness that can lead to transformation. In other words, I'm asking us to choose maturity above offense. We should listen outside of the inner narratives that are running in our heads. Listening outside of ourselves, from people not like ourselves, reveals what we don't even know about ourselves. 
it comes from people like our little sister that we've grown up with. It comes from those who don't have as much education as us. It comes from those who aren't your ethnicity. It comes from those who you mentor or you've trained. It comes from those who come from a different location in the world. It comes from those who have lived less life than you. It comes from those who don't have the same experiences as you. The Spirit of God uses voices we don't personally know to reveal what we don't even know about ourselves. I don't know about you, but I'd like to be in the know. And where does that start in being in the know? Ignorance, maturity, humility. A posture that says, I don't know what I don't know. Can't believe I'm saying it, but this was the 43rd episode of the On to Something podcast. There's nothing significant with the number 43. Just thought it was crazy. Just wanted to give you a heads up. In two weeks, things are going to change for a couple weeks uh, because I'm going to go away on uh, what some people would call a sabbatical. Basically, it's a time of renewal where I'm just going to get really quiet in my life for a couple weeks. And this podcast is also going to get quiet while I'm trying to get quiet. So in the next episode, we'll talk about this a little bit further and what it'll look like for a couple of weeks. But until then, Almost forgot what I was going to say. Until then, <laughs> make sure if you look for, uh, if you're looking for any notes or you want a transcript of any episodes, know that you can go to the on to something pod.com. Now that's on to something, no G, on something pod.com. Also, know that you can catch us on social media. Until next time, friends, may you remember that you are on to something.